The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. No, that was very close to the Han Solo. Like, we're fine. We're all fine here. How are you? <laughs> like, I'll have fun. You might have fun. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Toonie, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome back to MASH Minute, that wonderful, amazing podcast analyzing the 1970 Robert Altman film MASH, one minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Megan Coleman. And I'm Jonathan Howell from Minute Impossible. Hello. Hello! Ahoy! (laughs) Welcome, Jonathan. You're here just in time to talk about Minute 12 with us, which starts with, well, technically it starts with Blake finishing his instructions to a radar who's already left. Right. But... Pretty quickly, we're going to jump you into the introduction to the swamp. Our minute ends with Duke, Hawkeye, and Radar listening from outside the tent as someone inside reads from the Bible. I love, uh, let me just get this off the bat. This is one of my, <laughs> this is my second favorite Altman movie. So what, so, so what is your first Robert Altman oh, favorite film? Oh, uh, I'll time? let you guess. That's good, Pod. Guess. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of the most obscure. Here, here, I'll give you yeah. one. I'll give you one hint. I'll give Is you it one Nashville? hint. I'll give you one hint. There are only I only like two Robert Altman movies, and this is one of them. So the other one that I like oh. is my favorite. If it's Brewster McCloud, I'm gonna be so. It is not Brewster McCloud. Okay, thank I'm, you. I'm you not. I'm not 80 yourself. years old. <laughs> that would be a weird one for me to pick. I'm old, but I'm not that old. No, my it's it's Popeye. Oh, okay. oh, okay. It's Popeye. I'm gonna let you off the hook easy. It's not one of his ones that people are like, oh yeah, you know the auteur Robert Altman making Pop. I love Popeye because I love Robin Williams at that time. It came out at the perfect time when I was a kid, and so mm-hmm. I saw it thinking this is gonna be hilarious. It was not. Uh, <laughs> it was not hilarious. I mean, parts of it are funny, and I do love it, but it's like, what is this? What what am I watching again? So yeah, that was that was my first Robert Altman movie. It can be hilarious in a different way. Actually, it probably was my first Robert Alton movie, too. It's a lot of people's, at least of my age. It, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, parents are like, yeah, Popeye, kids can watch that. That's, That's fine. cool. <laughs> it's a three-hour Robert Altman Popeye movie. What could be bad about it? And they, they ran out of money two-thirds through the movie. This is going to be great because he bankrupted. <laughs> I could. Oh, I hope. I hope you guys do Patreon someday, mm-hmm. and I hope that the Patreon is you do other Altman films. You do like Popeye because I will be on and I will talk about that movie. I have so many things about that movie, but we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about. Oh Mash. my god, my cousin loves Popeye. She would. She would probably pay for Patreon just for that. <laughs> and I was actually late coming to the game on Mash. Of course, the TV mm-hmm. show was on when I was a kid, so I saw the Mash finale of the TV show. Oh, and you're I, stealing my bits, bits, bits. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, are you? Uh, do you know? Cap, you know uh, Captain Desoto? Why is Captain Desoto so so? Yes. <laughs> we get, now we gotta get rid of Megan's. Sorry. She doesn't know. She didn't do the right code phrase back. That's I'm glad. okay. Uh, He's the best body yes, you've ever I, had. 
I am a friend of DeSoto, um, and I have followed them over to Friendly Fire, which is rapidly rising up to possibly my favorite podcast of all time. Well, when they did MASH, I was very happy. And I have stolen from that. John Roderick said every... He didn't say red-blooded American. He said everyone in America can do two minutes on what MASH meant in their lives, except the two dinglings he does the podcast with. <laughs> yep. MASH Minute was quickly turning into, like, a John Roderick fan podcast, and I had to kind of rein myself back from quoting that episode. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there as a recommendation. But, yeah, I've been asking people kind of how this showed up because I didn't discover MASH until it was in reruns and I actually saw my first episode of it while I was on vacation in England. So I, I didn't I'm discover intrigued. Well, the TV show was just on when I was a kid, but the movie I didn't see until my mid-20s, almost 30s. And I remember because I wasn't a huge fan of the TV show. I was like, okay, this is, it's not for me. It's, you know, it's a, it's made for an older person. That's fine. Yeah, the humor was like dark, but it wasn't basically when I was watching it, it was when Hawkeye was crazy and he went to the insane asylum. And that's that sucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was not a good seasons. <laughs> and that's like like my most of my memories are of that. So I'm like, "Ugh, pass." But then the movie, I was like, "You know what? I don't think I've ever watched the movie." And I watched it and I go, "Oh my god, I love this. This is fantastic." And I'm like, "And I know the characters already, basically." True. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this movie came to me later in life, but so the difference between seeing Popeye and seeing this movie is probably <laughs> 25 <laughs> years, contract. 25 years difference, even though one came out before the other one. So fair enough. We rented it. I know it was a blockbuster night when we got mash <laughs> and I, it was at my dad's suggestion and it was prefaced with like a whole week leading up to it of it's not like the TV show. I know you love the TV show. It's darker than the TV show. Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, Dad, I'm like watching The Godfather alone in the other room. And uh, <laughs> I have Animal House memorized. I think I can handle it. <laughs> How excited were you when you saw Bobby D? I, oh, we'll get there next minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dun, dun, dun. I have a lot of feelings. And then I have a lot of bad <laughs> feelings about things. But anyway, anyway, we'll, we'll get there. That's... That, Join us next time. Wait, we're done? <laughs> that was quick. Wow. Um, that was no, easy. For, for this minute, we get David Arkin, which, so if Popeye and MASH are your Altman films, now, have you seen other Altman films and decided against them? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what you got for me? Because I have very mixed feelings on Robert Altman. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> I I say I only liked three, uh, two. I I, I mm. forgot to say I do like the player. Okay. I do, but I think that's because that's that's a hard one because it's mostly them making fun of themselves, and I don't mind that. It's when Altman's gets all high and mighty is when I'm just like uh, my eyes roll into my head and I'm like, oh my god. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, shortcuts. That was right when I was in college. I remember the player came out the year before, and I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome. I, I kind of like this. It's fun." And then shortcuts came out, and I was like, "You gotta go see shortcuts. It's the best." And I was like, mm. "And I saw it. And I was like, oh, I did not like it." And then Ready to Wear wasn't that like based on a French movie, Prêt à Porter or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there was my there's my uh, film school. <laughs> also, I worked in a video store in the in college, so 
so Ooh. not only did I work in a video store, I'm sure I worked at the video store when Shortcuts was out there, and people were just all like, do you have Shortcuts? And I'm like, oh, no, we're out. We're out. We're out. Leave me alone. <laughs> Everybody wanted that, and they wanted uh, French films. So we did, like, artsy films. We weren't a blockbuster. We did, like, hard-to-find auteur movies. Okay. But also, you know, like, bloody – like, if you wanted all the, uh, you know, uh, Chinese cinema and all that kind of stuff, John Woo and all those kind of movies – we were the mm. ones to come to. But no, I, uh, I'd i love to hear your, I'm sure you've already told everyone about how you feel about Robert Altman on the show, but I, I would love to know. Um, he's okay. In a short, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes you Wait, like, okay. I then, like Gosford, I liked Gosford yes, Park because Gosford it's Park. easy. Like okay. you can just sit back and watch Gosford Park. And if you want to get into all the different things and listening to different characters, you can. Or you can sit back and be like, Brian Felipe, he's easy on the eyes. Pretty much, yeah. And a little bit of drama upstairs, downstairs, cool, I'm in. Then you get into people who worship at the altar of McCabe and Mrs. Miller. And, and they want to talk about what three women means. And I'm just like, no. No, I don't care. <laughs> so that's good a good question. Shelly Duvall. And, and I have... I a, never need to watch this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I have a love-hate relationship with a Prairie Home Companion because I grew up with the radio show and I love Garrison Keillor, but it's a kind of weird movie. Yeah, I have, I have feelings about that. Like, part of me is like, oh, I should love this movie because Prairie Home Companion. And it's got some great actors in it. And then it also has, like, randomly, it has Lindsay Lohan. And I'm kind of confused by that casting. But, you know, good Don't times. even. I will die on that hill. <laughs> and, um, you know. and Stay I mean, away no, from drugs. It would have been great. I know, exactly, right? I know. I mean, there's times you watch it, and especially now, knowing what we know now, it's like, oh, Meryl Streep, why weren't you, like, taking her aside and trying to, like, counsel her they I know, I know, I, I know. I told us not to yell into the mics, and then I was like, <laughs> and you're like, yell into the mic. Um. Tina Fey and a bunch of people to the side were like, know. hey, you're talented. Let's not go down this road. Anyway, anyway, this is not Lindsay Lohan. This right? is not the Lindsay Lohan. Um, this is not the Prairie Home Companion minute. No, thank I kinda, baby Jesus. I want um. to see Nashville, but. Some spoilers of it have been ruined for me, so it would be a very different experience. But I also had spoilers of Chinatown and Citizen Kane ruined for me, so how much does that really... Well, in this in this day and age, you. there's no way those movies can't be ruined by for somebody. Unless you literally came off of a ship and had never come to America and learned English in a month, and then are like, all right, what movie should I watch? And they, they tell you, all right, Citizen Kane, Mutiny on the Bounty. Well... Chinatown, they were ruined for me because I read a, a book on how to write screenplays and those were their examples. And I'm like, cool, thanks. Awesome sauce. Should have watched those before I started reading this. But because Chinatown didn't need to be ruined. But yeah, Citizen Kane, it's the same thing as like those people who try and find people who have never been exposed to Star Wars hmm. and they just don't exist. I think it was how Star Wars conquered you conquered the universe that starts with them going to the showing of it in a native american language and talking to like a great grandfather who doesn't speak english and they're like we found it we found the one person and then it started up and he's like oh yes an x-wing or something <laughs> like that it's funny though that they've noticed in the new movies the zeitgeist is different because china they still can't crack that market with star wars i mean it makes hundreds of millions of dollars in China, but it doesn't make billions of dollars in China. Like Avatar. Mm. Avatar made insane money in China and overseas, but they don't have the same, it's just, it's with lots of movies, they don't have the same background with Star Wars that we do. 
they know it because it's pop culture, but they don't like when it, movies come out, they spend tons of money. Disney spent tons of money. Like they had a bunch of stormtroopers on the great wall of China. They did all these <laughs> promo things to like get people pumped. So yeah, to, to each their own. I, I Altman is definitely divisive. Uh, a lot of his movies. So this is just happens to be one that I like. <laughs> this is our introduction proper. We get to see, hear him say more than just what <laughs> to Volmer mm-hmm. <laughs> played by David Arkin. Also in Popeye. Yes, he was also the policeman. Also in Nashville and the long goodbye. <laughs> yeah, he's his good luck charm. Yeah. Cornish Tom Taylor gives great what? <laughs> so great hopefully what? by now some people have gone through and watched all four of these films to see if he was right about that. He also was in All the President's Men. Yep. Nothing for All the President's Men? Oh my god! Wait, nothing like for me? So good! Like, it is good, yes. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, was I supposed to, am I supposed to be no. commenting sp- every time? I'm sorry, time? yeah. Was I supposed to give a, like, yes! I'm sorry. But I didn't. Sorry. It's okay. I just. It's a good movie. I, you know what it is? I just watched the post, so I'm all hot on the all the president's men right now. Uh, uh, and he was also in I Love You, Alice B. Toklas? T-O-K-L-A-S, which I learned about because that's often a clue in crossword puzzles. Hmm. in TV Guide back in the day. I have kind of always wanted to see it just because I love the name. So there we go. That's another Patreon possibility. <laughs> and just for those keeping track at home on where everyone was this time, I did not do the math. He's a Christmas Eve baby born in 1941. So ever old he would have been in 1969 while filming this, he was between marriages. And as far as I know, did not have kids. Well, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is very horny. Very horny. <laughs> The whole movie. Oh, boy. So far, most of the actors I've been calling out are, like, just trying to keep their very young children fed <laughs> doing this movie, so... Oh, yeah, I don't blame anybody that was in the movie. Anyone who's in the movie, it's fine. It's always the pervert that is the director or the writer. <laughs> like, uh, our, we're on Mission Impossible 2, and that was written by Robert Town, and so was the first movie, and he's just a horny old man who doesn't know how to write women. So that's what we're in the middle of right now. So, I mean, <laughs> He's been it's, it's, having it's, so much fun, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just like every time you every time you write something that she says, you're just like, I mean, it's Sandy Newton too, and she can deliver, and you're just you just roll your eyes, you're like, no one would ever talk like this. It's it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. So, I I totally get it. No one would ever talk like this is not a critique of Robert Altman films. <laughs> I will give them that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost too uh, loose. <laughs> Uh, I, I actually had the note for this minute that I was glad we have a man on because he comes out of the barber and I'm just like, oh, I know not like, what's the flap of paper for? I, it's around your it's neck. just to keep the hair. From going in yeah, your shirt. Right? I had to like think about it though. I was like, this is not something I have any experience or awareness of. I wonder whatsoever. if he got, I don't use, we don't use paper. We're not animals, but I wonder what, <laughs> um, I wonder if he got a shave too. Oh. Like they moved it to give him a shave after. I, he is clean cut, but I don't know. I don't know if they're, the barber in, in the Korean War would actually shave you. I would imagine. I mean, it's the army, so you had to be presentable, but this is a different kind of thing because it's a mash unit, so it's not like regular army. Yeah, Volmer is our most clean cut soldier. We've he's great, too. We've seen that he's trying to do his best <laughs> in this situation. He's the know-it-all. He's he's the guy that doesn't know anything but always tries to be in on everything. We all have that guy at work. And I had forgotten he's a character in this movie. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, Volmer. 
I forgot. I for, I forgot because I don't. I don't remember Volmer's name. He's not one of those ones that's mm-hmm. like, oh, classic Volmer. I would never say that. To anybody. <laughs> He's, you know, it's Hawkeye. Fair. I wouldn't even say Duke. Fair. Fair. I might say Duke to somebody, but no one's other than uh, like seven people. No one's gonna get that reference. I just really love Volmer. Is one of the characters that kind of got folded into radar in the show. I would say. Uh, yeah. Boone, Murhart a little bit, Volmer and Radar all kind of became one guy when they transitioned to TV. But in this movie, you get to see the contrast between clean cut, follow the rules Volmer and Radar, who's one of the gang. I mean, he just met these guys and he's already They've hit covering it their tracks with the Jeep, giving them the lowdown with the whisper about leslie which i love that i never put that together well let's talk about that the whisper for leslie is she's a lesbian right no she's with blake oh (laughs) yeah well that makes more sense i mean she could be bi well sure but sure but anyone could be with the commanding officer and so radar's whisper is like hey you might not want to go down that road because <laughs> a you're not going to get very far, and b the commanding officer. <laughs> Basically, in this episode, uh, this minute they call dibs twice because Duke calls dibs, and, and Radar's pretty much saying she's already got dibs, which yeah. is not not good. <laughs> it's a yeah. So now Duke is already in the doghouse. We're done with him. <laughs> Yeah. His theme song is Hound Dog, and we're over it. <laughs> his whole, like, now that one's my, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, well, the, his, uh, yeah, he's definitely trying to big dog everybody, to use a coin of phrase from uh, another podcast that Tierney knows. At the same time, <laughs> I say, hating myself for saying it, that's something that friends do. <laughs> I guess so. Of both genders, of both genders. <laughs> Only certain, but mostly, I mean, I don't know, more of a bro kind of thing. I, <laughs> and I don't Duke, Duke kind of is a bro. it out in the middle of the road, like we, out of nowhere thing. But if you have just met someone and both expressed interest, usually not this aggressively, but there's kind of a, an understanding reach. I am like <laughs> waving my arm in a big <laughs> circle of like, you know... Maybe you should, like, calm down. (laughs) When you both start hitting on the same person. I'm more, I would definitely say I'm more of a Hawkeye. Maybe not totally, but I am more of a Hawkeye in that I was always the guy that just real quiet over to the side until I asserted myself. And then I was, like, devilishly fun. (laughs) Like, I always had ideas and schemes. I just didn't bring them up until... Especially when I'm new at a place, I'm very quiet in that kind of situation. That's why he got, they thought he was just a private, you know, drive me around. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Yep. So, you know, earlier in the minutes. And he has the line ready for Leslie to go until Duke escorts her away. Um, <laughs> Megan, you were engaged when I met you, so I have no idea. This was never <laughs> an issue for us. Not really. No. No. Just, just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. I don't even understand what I'm working for my blind brother who can't afford a trip to Korea is. That's not even a blind. I don't even know what that means. He's just making up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I don't know what it is. I, I, it's not a line. It's just. It's... Well, and he takes off his hat as if he's. I mean, that's not how I pick up girls. But, you know, if I was I'm, a guy. I'm thinking, but... of, I'm thinking of the um, 
the animated uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol when they're collecting for the money. So and he takes off his hat and holds it over his chest like that. Like, please, sir. <laughs> You're right. It's not a pickup line. It's, it's not, not really a pickup line. Yeah, is he married? Is Haw- Hawkeye's married, right? Yes, he is. A lot and of them are. married with kids. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. That's icky. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's the, ti- it's the times of the movie. Several yeah. of the nurses are married, but not all. Gotcha. Well, you got, uh, I mean, you have to watch this movie with a lens of just, uh, well, this was the times. Well, and there's also a difference. I mean, Scorch walks by all bright-eyed, hi, fellas. You know, <laughs> it, it's not like they're completely barking at the wrong plant life. Oh, like, yeah. They're just barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> right. Everybody's a possible, whatever, conquest. And some of them are just as amorous to, you know, they, they, they did this on per- they They know how this yeah. works. They're from there. Yeah. They're like, yeah, new fresh meat. And actually, <laughs> I don't. Two new guys. My guess would be that Leslie is not married. But she is in a committed relationship with a married man. So she's not. And I love her little unhand me. Sir. Like. She's one of those people who plays along with the flirt to disarm the situation. Like, she is not going to get aggressively confrontational or call him out on it, but she is also going to get herself out of this. Yeah, she's not hot lips. She doesn't have that. You know, yeah, that she knows that. Yeah. That hair, like, how dare you yeah. level. Yeah. She's just like, ha ha ha, unhand me, sir. And then Leslie walks away. knows how to play the game well. Yep. I feel like Duke, Duke is not turned away. He does know that now. He's now knows that there is dibs that has been called, but it doesn't mean that Duke's. We know from this scene. I don't think Duke's going to stop. No. No. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but that is a very like the flirtatious. But please stop. Luckily, she seems much more friendly, and she was in. She was in the mess tent when they came in, so she's aware kind of of who these guys are. So, I, yeah, I know. It's icky. We all know it's icky. But I did love that Radar was right on top of like, hey, guys, baby, don't do this. I love that they don't, <laughs> I love that they don't actually here. say anything. That's, that's ballsy, too, in a movie, to just never tell you what they're saying. To just imply yeah. it. It's just kind of, it's like the, uh, with the suitcase in uh, Pulp Fiction. It's just like, whatever's in it's in it. Whatever they said, they said. <laughs> we'll never well, know. Well, Ed, we get, because of the way they whisper things, the beautiful interaction between Duke and Hawkeye when he goes to whisper to Duke. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you awesome. guys catch that? Like, that beautiful little bit of physical acting? For those listening at home, do yourselves a favor and look paying attention to Tom Skerritt's movements. And yeah. Amazing. Tom Skerritt moves back as if he's going to get kissed, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. He gets right well, up in his there, grill. If someone goes right to whisper at you, and you're not expecting it. That's kind of what you would do. Yep. <laughs> and we get. Uh, is this our? Is this the first Hawkeye whistle? Which is just a little one, not a not the. No, it's 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 not. But we have. Right. He's leaning on it. <laughs> okay. Do we have? Do you have a count going? Do you have a little tick? Uh, think of how oh, many God. we should go back and do a, a little count just put in a little ding how many times one how many whist, times one at the does jeep hawkeye one <laughs> when he reveals himself to be a captain yeah this is at least the third it might be four because if he in, in 12 minutes in the jeep yeah in 12. Oh, yeah right yeah, yeah. 
That's awesome. We're laying the groundwork on his character. Yeah. Uh, the Blu-ray has a little like count along thing that you can turn on that keeps track of how many drinks each person has taken. Oh, that's um, awesome. How many dead bodies. Um, and then there wow. are pluses and minus for religion. So you can be blasphemous and lose points on religion, or you can be praying and earn points. <laughs> Nice. And then there's wow. an Altman mumble meter. The only thing that is infuriating is that it makes a ding noise anytime it happens. And like the Altman mumble meter is that over the scene. So you can't watch wow. the movie with it going. It's infuriating. That's but annoying. Megan, yeah, like we that. need to get together. Yes, because I don't have the Blu-ray. Because I never got on that technology Shit and vodka Whoops. need to join us uh, <laughs> since we don't agree on which alcohol is better <laughs> and we should have a lot of fun with that <laughs> we, hey the, the pax is coming up um anyway so uh <laughs> and then also for this minute is that the do- the swamp is not the swamp no oh. it has not yet been christened its door is blank but i still call it the swamp in my head so oh yeah yeah fair fair enough it's still uh well, we'll learn next minute whose it is. So, yeah. it's someone. Some mystery guests. It's going to be bunking with somebody else. Just the sound of it. I was a little disappointed, but then I redeemed it because earlier in this movie, we had a perfect 60 second mini movie where it was like, this is like a Robert Altman movie, but it's only 60 seconds long. And this is almost another 60 second short story. Oh, this would be a scene that uh, four actors would do for an audition. It's like improv. Let's okay. You two are girls, and these two are guys, and let's see how you interact. You're both in the Korean War in a mash unit. Go. <laughs> Go. That's, and that it's may perfect. be the direction that Altman gave, because as we know, this thing is improvised all over the place. So it may have oh, been. Yeah. Uh, it may oh, be your uh, Virginia. You're watching this way, or Leslie. You're walking left. You're walking right. You two are walking left. Let's see what happens. Radar, you you whisper at this point. Okay, go. Go. Shoot it. Check the gate. You know, just go. So I wonder. I wonder if that's. Uh, I wonder if that's how it went. I that would have driven me nuts. I like oh, improv. Yeah? I love improv, but I also like a little structure. And I think on a movie set, I would just. I know that he does get under people's skin about that kind of stuff. Mm. There is another quote that I might pull from the Friendly Fire episode on this, where uh, Benjamin Harrison, who actually writes and directs, was talking about, like, I need to get into the Altman school instead of all this fitting things into five-act structure crap. Yeah, read, I was when I was reading for this, when I was doing my research for this podcast, I was like, I'm infuriated to know that he would change the order of the movie based on how the takes went. I'm like, oh, I can't even. I can't even. That's that's beyond. I catch him on things. There are three things later on in this movie that I catch and will call out as like, so this scene was clearly supposed to take place before this one. (laughs) Like, literally, from dialogue, these scenes are out of order. (laughs) But for some reason, they thought it was better. Yeah. Yeah. Air quotes better. He does say in his director's commentary that this essentially is a director's cut. Oh, okay. Because the studio, oh. the studio made him put in the Korea thing, but they actually didn't make it. They wanted to take out a bunch of things that he fought to keep in. I think they slightly edited it to make sure they got the R rating instead of 
whatever NC-17 was at the time, but... X. X. X, thank you. Wow, I'm really showing my youth with that, (laughs) that I couldn't come up with X off the top of my head. Anyway, he he said, he's like, basically, I mean, nothing of substance was cut out. He considers this his director's cut, so... Okay. <laughs> well, that meant, you know, the director's yeah. cut. Well, it must be. Is it four hours long? Is it a, another extra hour? No, no. It's just this. Okay. The, so he, he considers the final movie is yeah, the, yeah, his, is his director's his, cut. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. There are movies where I want to know more. This one, I'm just fine with what he has. I'd actually do it a little bit less. It's uh, <laughs> it's about twenty minutes too long. But other than that, it's a really fun movie. This is a little 60-second, and it just has a religious cliffhanger at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who's talking? Who's reading the Bible? We'll never know. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We'll know tomorrow, damn it. (laughs) I had one more note for today, and I have to admit, it is not for this minute at all. Oh, well. Okay. I want cool. to take us all on a magical journey back to minute six. I was rewatching the whole movie with the counter on the bottom. I had completely forgotten to call out in that minute that you see the girls who Duke arrives was climbing out of that Jeep. And God, what a beautiful bit of acting, not acting, <laughs> as those girls try and climb down from a Jeep in heels and skirts. Just, just watch them try and figure out how they're supposed to get down off that truck. In the dirt. That was not rehearsed. In dirt. In, in that muddy in that muddy pool. But how are you supposed to get down and climb out of the back of a truck in a pencil skirt? <laughs> Just entertain yourselves looking at that happen. Bet- it's happening behind when Duke and Hawkeye are meeting for the first time. Yeah, and now, I, now I gotta go back and look at those. See, I'm, I'm going back it's, right now and I'm watching it. It's well okay, worth it. So, <laughs> right, because they're kind of it like, is the total. all right, I'm going to mess with my bag. Okay, I'm going to grab my bag. Oh, thank no, you for it's helping the total my bag. Ginger Rogers thing. Because we just watched Duke awkwardly climb down out of that same Jeep. Yeah, so she kind of hikes her skirt up, and then she has to have someone help another nurse help her because she gets halfway down, and it's like the skirt's too constricting. Yeah, and you gotta swing with your knees together. Oh, then someone. So oh, but see, the second girl, she kind of sits down and then swings out. Mm-hmm. See, that's smarter. Yeah, the first girl, first girl didn't know what's going on. She didn't know what's going on. She was the guinea pig. She didn't go to Dutch school. Whatever, it's fine. Um, yeah, the second one. Uh, oh, first girl probably was literally the first she's girl probably to climb great. out of this truck. Second one gets out like a little. No, third one grabs her own crotch. So <laughs> she's down to clown. Let's just put she's, it that way. Yeah, she, like, does, she kind of does. I don't know if she actually is, but it looks like it. Yeah. Well, she's grabbing her skirt and she's moving got her it up. skirt. And holding the, uh, the, 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 the... Which seems the, so appropriate the, for this movie somehow, right? But yeah. Because like, <laughs> that's what you want to see. You want to see like, the lady. She's ready to get some dirt in the skirt. She's like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> little uh, League of Their Own reference. Uh, does anyone have anything else for Minute 12 or apparently other previous <laughs> minutes? Uh, I'd like to talk about uh, future minutes. Uh, no, I, no. I'd like to talk about we Popeye. Are going to talk I want to about talk about Popeye. Minutes. Can we talk about Popeye? <laughs> other minutes of other movies that Robert Altman did? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. Oh, until you added Robert Altman, because we are going to talk about minutes of other movies tomorrow. Da, da, da. Because Bobby Duvall is coming. <laughs> You're so excited. I am. I really am. 
And then I'm going to be really super sad because I did research and I kind of wish I hadn't learned things about Robert Duvall in the process. No, don't tell me that. Don't yeah. ruin it. It took me literally like literally halfway through the movie the first time watching it. I was like, wait, that's Robert Duvall, isn't it? Let me it? rephrase. <laughs> Let me rephrase because in this era that could mean many things. As far as I know, Robert Duvall did not do horrible criminal things. Oh, okay? that's good. Okay. He has not done illegal, awful things as far as I know at the time of this recording. I, as I, a time I, of this recording, <laughs> Robert Duvall is not a creep. He's not a creep. Good change. However, he could be a bastard, if Robert Duvall and I were in a room together, we would fight very, very, very quickly. <laughs> so yeah, tune in tomorrow. <laughs> that cliffhanger. No, I should say, so you mentioned you're from... Minute Impossible. So are you guys tackling the entire... You're doing the franchise, right? Yes. As of wow. this taping, they just announced last week two more movies. So <laughs> that's two more years of my life. Uh, we're probably going to have to speed up. That's what I'm thinking. If we're gonna speed. We did the uh, first 110 episodes of the first movie, 110 minutes, of Mission Impossible 1, which was... Uh, we did that back last year. And then this year, we are starting, as of this recording, it will have already been out for three months, three or four months. We started on February 18th with Mission Impossible 2, the John Woo film. Uh, probably one of the most divisive ones because uh, my co-host Chris loves it, and I don't. So Ooh. it's kind of fun to go back and forth between them. I mean, there are parts of it I love because it's a spy movie and it's goofiness and it's John Woo and I love John Woo. But this was right after Face Off. And so it's a weird point in uh, movies. And this was also four years after the first movie. So a sequel that comes four years later, usually not great. But this series has uh, stood the test of time and gotten better, kind of like Fast and Furious. And we also <laughs> cover that in our Patreon. Nice. And are you guys on Facebook? Do you have Oh yeah. Main website. Is this where you'd like me to do my plugs? I can do my plugs right here. That's no problem. Go for it. Okay. We're minuteimpossible.com. You can go find every all of our episodes. You can also find us on iTunes at minuteimpossible.com. Rate, review, subscribe, please. Uh, go listen to our episodes. You'll really like it. Uh, a lot of Movies by Minutes people, a lot of my friends. Uh, it's hilarious. We laugh a lot about these movies. So if you like this podcast, you'll probably like our podcast because we laugh a lot. And you can find us on Twitter at minimpossible, M-I-N, impossible. And on Instagram at minuteimpossible. We have some behind-the-scenes pictures of stuff when we're recording. We, do, we actually do video. We're one of the first people that was doing video all the time time for our recording sessions which mm -hmm. freaks people out but we love it <laughs> because i like seeing people laugh at my jokes because i'm egotistical so <laughs> yeah so go find us we will never be recording with video <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't say that not for regular episodes anyway yeah didn't you say you've been up since 4 30 a.m i've been up since 4 30 a.m seven year olds not. are so much fun let's not let's not Anyway, anyway, you can enjoy our melodious voices today and tomorrow on another episode of Mash Minute. Mash. <laughs>